I'm going to, for, it's been very unusual, the last several days I cannot get away from First Peter, the first chapter, second chapter. I mean, time and time again I keep listening to it, try to go to something else, you know, I have one of those Alexa things with the Bible on it, and I have it just play back and play back, and I must have done it without exaggeration 30, 40, 45 times. But anyhow, I've just seen so much. It's like the first chapter of First Peter. It's like Peter brings an entire summary, you know, of the life of what Christ came to do, as many of them do in their introductions. But this is just powerful. Some of the things he speaks to are just incredibly mighty in their scope. And it's just amazing. And uh, this time I'm going to actually do something for the first time. I'm going to read some of these texts from the Passion Bible. Uh, quite honestly, I've not used the Passion much. It's an excellent book, to say the least. So many people are enthralled, enthralled with it. But I really, really liked what it had to say, some of the wordings that it's used in First Peter. But before I actually begin to read the scripture, the reason I'm in First Peter again, remember, is because I've been going through all the epistles just to show that at the heart of each of the epistles is this, mag this magnificent intent desire of any of the apostles to communicate that the big deal is to walk in the love of God. And again, we, we have to capture that. You see, I know you know this, but God's ways are not our ways. We, Jesus said it this way. He said, if you want the high life, you have to make a decision to lose the low life. And so, at some point, you and I have to agree that following God's instructions leads us to a higher level of life than the way we used to have, the way we've been normally living. But really capture that. Think about him saying that, except if you want the higher life, if you want life that's bigger, if you want life that's more full, you need to let go of the lower life, your lower life. I don't know why anybody would intentionally want to hang on to a lower level of being in life when there's a higher level that's available to each and every one of us through following the instructions of God. And indeed, like some of these verses I'm about to read, when you read how <clears throat> this translation speaks and some of the things that Peter says here, I mean, it sure notifies you whether or not you're located in the same degree of faith in Christ than he's talking about. So as we go into this this morning, again, please keep your spiritual ears open, keep your heart open, and try to really catch the strength of what God is telling us that's happened to us since we believed and released faith in Jesus Christ and how he expects us to live and how he wants us to obtain this higher life, this higher life, okay? So, Father, I ask in the mighty name of Jesus, by your Holy Spirit, that you would speak to us this morning, that you would strengthen us in our inner man by the truth of your word, by the revelation of you, Holy Spirit. And, Father, I ask that we would have again ears to hear what the Spirit would say. And we thank you that the entrance of your word does indeed bring light. It brings understanding. So, Father, we yield ourselves for these minutes to you 
And I pray that none of us are distracted, including myself, and that we can hone in on what you want us to hear. And Spirit of God, again, I pray that you speak through me only that which you want spoken this morning. In the mighty name of Jesus, I pray. And I yield it to you, and I cast the care of this over on you in Jesus' name. Amen. So, hallelujah. I love you guys. I do. First Peter. I'm going to start, and like I said, kind of in the middle, I'm going to start at First Peter verse 5. And again, I'm just reading I have a lot of scripture this morning, but it's just necessary so that we can actually see what we're doing. Through our faith. Now listen to what he says. Your faith, because you believed in Jesus. Through our faith, the mighty power of God constantly guards us until our full salvation is ready to be revealed in the same last time. Now listen to this next phrase. May the thought of this cause you to jump for joy. See right there, like I said, it's an indicator. Huh? How much do we really understand of what's, of what's happened to us in Christ and what is ahead of us in Christ as far as the eternal life that's been given to us? Listen to that again. Through our faith, the mighty power of God constantly guards us. Hallelujah. God's guarding us. <laughs> Through our faith, the mighty power of God constantly guards us until our full salvation is ready to be revealed in the last time when Jesus is revealed to us. May the thought of this cause you to jump for joy, even though lately you've had to put up with the grief of many trials. But these only reveal the sterling core of your faith, which is far more valuable than gold that perishes. For even gold, <coughs> excuse me, for even gold is refined by fire. Your authentic faith will result in even more praise, glory, and honor when Jesus the Anointed One is revealed. Then verse 8 says this. You love him passionately, although you did not see him, but through believing in, and listen to this, but through believing in him, you are saturated with an ecstatic joy, indescribably sublime and immersed in glory. Let me read that again. But through believing in Jesus, it says we are saturated with an ecstatic joy, indescribably sublime and immersed in glory. Now, down there's notes in the bottom of the Passion Bible, and on that verse it says this, that the Aramaic, <clears throat> the Aramaic can be translated, quote, a glorification that cannot be described. That's what's actually happened to us and what's going to be revealed in us, a glorification that cannot be described. See, that just overwhelms me. I think that's beautiful. So like I said, the whole first chapter of 1 Peter is basically explaining really what heaven's perspective is as what's already taken place in us through faith, through believing. This is why faith is so much more than just having, you know, quoting a verse. Faith is something that dynamically translates us into a higher life. Real faith, living faith. Belief in Jesus Christ as the Son of God and as our brother, our Savior, our best friend. Hallelujah. There's so much more. I mean, th those phrases, saturated with an ecstatic joy, indescribably sublime and immersed in glory hallelujah that's that's how listen to peter saying that he said this is what's happened to you huh this is why you feel like you do huh except most of us i don't know if we really feel like that 
But this is why it says, even though he says may, uh, earlier on, like I said, may the thought of this cause you to jump for joy, even though lately you've been messed up with all kinds of trials. Hallelujah. I'm going to keep going up. Now go to verse 22, 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 22, in the Passion. Now because of your obedience to the truth, in other words, because we believe the gospel, we believe the message of the good news of Jesus Christ. Now because of your obedience to the truth, you have purified your very souls, and this empowers you to be full of love. You have since, because of your obedience to the truth, you have purified your very souls, and this empowers you to be full of love for your fellow believers. So express this sincere love toward one another passionately, passionately and with a pure heart. Like I said, everywhere in the book, you've got to get this. See, God's we're to imitate God and walk in love. That's what leads you to the higher level of being. This is why you have to let go of the stuff that the lower life wants to do. And that's what he speaks to in the, in the first few verses of chapter 2 right here. Now listen to this. And he finishes chapter 1 by saying, you know, that this is the word that was announced to you. Uh, this Well, let me keep reading from verse, uh, I'm sorry, verse 22. It says, so express this passion of love towards one another passionately and with a pure heart. Verse 23, for through the eternal and living word of God, you have been born again. And this seed that he planted within you can never be destroyed, but will live and grow inside of you forever. For human beings are frail and temporary like grass and the glory of God fleeting like blossoms of the field. The grass dries, withers, and the flowers fall off. But the word of the Lord endures forever. And this is the word that was announced to you. And then he makes this statement now here, like I said. So because of all this, verse 1, chapter 2, So abandon every form of evil, deceit, hypocrisy, feelings of jealousy and slander, you know, not forgiving. In the same way that you that nursing infants cry for milk, you must intensely crave the pure spiritual milk of God's word. For this milk will cause you to grow into maturity, fully nourishing, fully nourished and strong for life. Especially now that you have had a taste of the goodness of the Lord Jehovah and have experienced His kindness. Hallelujah! I mean, that's yeah. good. the issue is again, you, you, we just simply will never attain. To the higher level of living and life that God Almighty has made available to us through faith in Jesus Christ if we don't let go of these stupid things. If we don't understand that walking in love is not weakness, it's the way towards the throne. It's the path you take towards the throne. Now let's go ahead and go again to uh, again, 1 Peter chapter 2 starting at verse Verse 18, I'm going to jump all the way down because there's a lot to do. Those who are servants, listen to this again. Again, it's just, you, you can just take this as just reading some scriptural stuff. But I mean, if you see how it connects to the character we're supposed to be exhibiting if we're followers of Jesus Christ. Those who are servants submit to the authority of those who are masters, not only to those who are kind and gentle, but even to those who are hard and difficult. Now, did you catch that? See, you know how many people come to me and counsel me about how tough it is at work? And I don't disagree. I'm sure that, you know, you've got, there are some bad superior people in, you know, positions and different, all manner of, 
jobs, to say the least, who can just be so antagonistic and so whatever. But listen to what Jesus says. The point I'm trying to make is choose, choose the path that leads to the higher life. Those who are servants submit to the authority, those who are our masters, who are your masters, not only to those who are kind and gentle, but even to those who are hard and difficult. Now listen to what he says. You find God's favor, listen, you find God's favor by deciding to please God, even when you endure hardships because of unjust suffering. For what merit is it to endure mistreatment for wrongdoing? In other words, if you are doing something wrong. Yet, if you are mistreated, if you are mistreated when you do what is right, and you faithfully endure it, this is commendable before God. Now catch that. See, somebody's railing at you, getting down and she's screaming at you, rebuking you about stuff, and you're totally innocent. But the Word of God says, this is commendable before God, that you sit there and don't rail back. Man, that's tough for us, isn't it? But like I said, I, I just, I want the higher life. I mean, I want the higher spiritual life. I want to have that something that lifts me out from among the dead while I'm in this body. And I know at heart you do too, but it takes a real decision. He goes on to say this, for what, again, for this is commendable before God. In fact, it says, verse 21, in fact, you were called to live this way. When people rebuke you and get on you, it, listen to this. He says, you were called to live this way because Christ also suffered in your place, leaving you his example to follow. He never sinned, and he never spoke deceitfully. Now, verse 23, listen from here, because again, we're to, he just said we're to follow his example. When he was verbally abused, you ever been verbally abused? We all have. When he was verbally abused, he did not return with an insult. When he suffered, he would not threaten retaliation. I'm going to get you. You're going to pay for this. Well, that's not Christ-like. But that's weakness, Rod. No, it's not. It's godliness. There's something released in the realm of the Spirit that's far more powerful when we walk in God's love than when we try to rail back in the lower life form and try to get back at people and hurt them too. And You know what I'm saying. But listen, when he was verbally abused, he did not return with an insult. When he suffered, he would not threaten retaliation. Jesus faithfully entrusted himself into the hands of God who judges righteously. You should put your name in there and read that. Rod faithfully entrusted himself into the hands of God who judges righteously. Can you say that about yourself? I am going to, I'm going to faithfully entrust myself. I'm going to faithfully entrust myself into the hands of God in this matter. I will not seek my own. I will let God seek my own for me. Jesus faithfully entrusted himself into the hands of God who judges righteously. He himself carried our sins in his body on the cross so that we would be dead to sin and live for righteousness. Our instant healing flowing from his wounding. Wow, what a way to, and the passion, it's amazing. Now, I want to, like I said to me, there's just so much power in all this. Now, go jump to verse, uh, in chapter 3, jump to verse 8, and listen to this. And again, it just flat out says this is the goal. Love one another. Now, this is the goal. 
Now let's hear Peter's. Peter was the one that was in the garden with him. Peter was at the trial of Jesus. Peter was the one that Jesus had to rebuke. Peter was the one that was on the hill when God Almighty spoke and said, This is my son and whom my well beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. Hear ye him. This is Peter, the apostle, the one who was with Jesus all the time, the one who was known to be a bit hot tempered, like James and John, the sons of thunder. This is Peter, and listen to what he says. Now, this is the goal to live in harmony with one another and demonstrate and demonstrate affectionate love, sympathy, and kindness toward other believers. Let humility describe who you are. So I just love this. Let humility describe who you are as you dearly love one another. God help us to dearly love one another. Know what that means. Again, you've got to divorce yourself from the worldly definition of love. We're talking about this agape, this selflessness that God has and that he poured out his grace upon us. Through, the own, through his only begotten son. Let humility describe who you are as, a, as you dearly love one another. Never retaliate when someone treats you wrongly. Never insult those who insult you. <laughs> oh. But instead respond by speaking a blessing over them. That's what you do anyhow, right? Sure you do. Respond by speaking a blessing over those who insult you. This is what begins to move you closer to the throne. Instead, respond by speaking a blessing over them because a blessing is what God promised to give you. For scriptures tell us whoever wants to embrace true life and find beauty in each day must stop speaking evil, hurtful words and never deceive in what they say. Always turn from what is wrong and cultivate what is good eagerly pursue peace in every relationship, making it your prize. Peace is my prize. Peace. For the eyes of the Lord Yahweh rest upon the godly, and his heart responds to their prayers, but he turns his back on those who practice evil. And then in verse 13, he says this, Why would anyone harm you if you're passionate and devoted to pleasing God? But even if you happen to suffer for doing what is right, Listen to this, even if we suffer for doing something right, he says, you will have the joyful experience of the blessing of God. Again, see, we just have to see from another perspective. This is how God functions. This is what it's all about. We choose the path of righteousness. That's where the Spirit's wanting to lead us all in the paths of righteousness. And in doing that, and walking there, and choosing the right path, choosing the high road, not the low life. Choosing that, we've got to see that something is engaged, like a clutch, again, being engaged in the, flywheel, the, the clutch wheel and the flywheel and allowing motion to happen. We engage a spiritual law that begins to move us towards blessing, move us towards the empowerment that we need for life itself. And the final verse I'm going to share this morning is, again, we just, like I said, I'm just going through the epistles. Chapter 4, 1 Peter chapter 4. And then he says this, since we are approaching the end of all things, man, excuse me, we are so approaching the end of all things. I pray that our spirit truly registers that. Again, it should be an impetus to truly, like I said, uh, I'm going to keep saying it, lay down the low life, 
pick up the highlight. Since we are approaching the end of all things, be intentional, be purposeful, and self-controlled so that you can be given to prayer. And then he says, above all. And again, we just read it. But it has to impact you like a bullet. Above all, constantly echo. I think that's interesting that version, this version of the Bible uses that word. Above all, constantly echo God's intense love for one another. You know, you've all been in a place or canyon, whatever, I mean, because of growing up the mountains, and you yell something and da 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 I thought this was beautiful. Echo God's love. But it doesn't say just God's love. It says, above all, constantly echo God's intense love for one another. It is intense. The words here in the Greek are just phenomenal, man. They talk about this, the strength, the power, the might of what this love is supposed to, you know, what it's supposed to radiate from us, like it said earlier, but filled with inexpressible joy, you know, this awesome, the indescribable glorification that's supposed to be in us already. Above all, constantly echo love, 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 love. Constantly echo God's intense love for one another, for love will be a canopy over a multitude of sins. Things simply will not fall on you like they fall on others, because the love of God will act like a canopy over you. Be compassionate to foreigners without complaining. And then he just finishes by saying, well, it doesn't finish, but I'm going to stop here. Every believer has received grace gifts, so use them to serve one another, not to beautify yourself. Every believer has received grace gifts, so use them to serve one another's faithful stewards of the many-colored tapestry of God's grace. I'm going to read the next two verses. For example, if you have a speaking gift, speak as though God were speaking his words through you. If you have the gift of serving, do it passionately with the strength God gives you so that in everything, so that in everything, God alone will be glorified through Jesus Christ. For to him belong the power and the glory forever throughout all ages. Amen. Now, if I was to go on, that's where he begins to talk about don't be overwhelmed because of the many trials that seem to, to come against you as though something foreign to your vocation is happening. The point is, God wants you and I to choose the high life. And it amounts to dealing with this little thing called not railing against people, not insulting back when someone insults you, but bless them. It's the love of God. There's nothing more powerful. Nothing is more powerful than God's love as far as the what it takes to lift you out of the morass of this world into a higher degree of life. And I pray this helps you and blesses you. Please give yourself to the scriptures. Give yourself to the love of God. Father, I bless our people in the mighty name of Jesus. May these truths go deep into each and every one of our spirits in Jesus' name. God bless you. I love you and God loves you too. Amen. Bye-bye.